Hola, como estas? Que pasa? We got a great show for you today as Joey and I dig deep into Coco. We go all through it from our favorite characters to who would win the Squid Game to our hottest of hot takes. Make sure to go check out all of our great content on thecircuitverse.com and make sure to enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Movies and Podcorn. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and I am joined by... Joey. And what film are we here to talk about today, Joey? We are here to discuss Coco. Coco, 2017 Pixar film. Uh, and what were your taste buds for Coco? I know we both like Coco. But... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good movie. I was actually surprised. Um, usually, I don't know, especially with the Pixar series so far, like, I don't get excited for the newer movies because... When I think of Pixar, I think of all the heavy hitters we've already covered. Mm. Uh, Toy yeah. Story, Cars, um, just, you know, some of the bigger movies, Wall-E. Uh, just some of the things that I remember more of and I think of when I hear the word Pixar. So I usually don't get too excited when, you know, like like when we went into the good, A Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, because that was, that was one of the ones I haven't seen. And then mm. going into Coco, I was a little skeptical. I was like, oh, I probably won't enjoy this all that much. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I liked the story. Um, and I liked, I think it had another one of those movies, good character development uh, throughout. Sure. And just just a really creative and interesting uh, movie from Pixar. You know, something, it was something new, something fresh. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, this is one of the few movies I hadn't seen before, just like you. Um, and I was excited, though, because I'd heard a lot of good things about it. Um, and I think this movie, especially if you are of Hispanic heritage, I think you'd really love this movie. Um, with everything, you know, I think it's a great, it's kind of like Black Panther, um, how mm -hmm. that was like a cultural movie mm. for so many people. I feel like Coco is kind of, is that for the Hispanic community. Um, but I really liked it. Uh, I'm a big music guy, even though you question if I ever played music. Um, I did, and so I really loved the music aspect of this, and yeah, I thought it was uh, really good. The best one so far that I haven't seen from Pixar mm. before this. This is by far the best. Um, so yeah, we, I think we both really liked it. Um, let's jump in to Kernels and Buckets, where we talk about our favorite and least favorite characters and scenes. Joey, who is your favorite character? Um where did it go i just i just had my list and i just watched you write it i know uh <laughs> okay here we go uh so for, for my favorite character for this movie i had hector i did as well uh, i really liked hector you know we we get introduced to hector mm. um after miguel crosses the bridge with his um passed away relatives mm. and hector is trying to get across the bridge um because but he can't because he has not had a photo of him posted mm. um you know, showing that they remember him, his family remembers him, so he can't get across. And I just, you know, at first he, he's trying to sneak across his disguise. And, you know, it just seems like he's kind of a, to, to me, in my mind, it's like, oh, he might've been just like kind of a loser in real life. Like no one remembers him. And he's like, now he's trying to like finagle his way back over the bridge. Mm. And it, you know, that's kind of, those were my first impressions of him. And we find out that the movie, that that's the exact opposite. You know, he was sure. actually the one writing the music um and he was the one that he he just he had ha gotten homesick he wanted to leave and you know we find out Ernesto is actually the villain kind of in this movie so True. you know and just through the course of the movie he changes a lot we see that he's caring and compassionate and 
Mm. He just wants to be remembered, which he rightfully should be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I just think he's a really good guy. And at the end, he, he was without a doubt my favorite character of the movie. Yeah, I would agree. He was my favorite. Um, this movie went through a lot of twists and turns, which I wasn't expecting. Um, at the beginning, I thought it was very obvious that Ernesto was his great-grandfather or something. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact relationship. And I even said, I was like, does anyone buy that this isn't Ernesto? And then we see Hector at the at TSA, basically. Yeah. And it seems like he's just like a forget a throwaway character, just like for a funny bit. And then mm -hmm. he keeps coming back. So I was like, okay, he's important, obviously. And then you said, you're like, oh, Ernesto's the great-grandfather. I mean, Hector's the great-grandfather. And I was like, huh, I don't think so. I feel like the picture is, you know, Ernesto. And then it turned out that Ernesto was real. And I was like, oh, okay, Hector's just somebody else. And then we found out Hector was the great-grandfather. So I went through a lot of ebbs and flows with Hector, um, confused about who he was. But I think there's a lot of character development there. And I think it was really sweet to see him kind of take Miguel under his wing and try to teach him everything he could. Mm. Um, so yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah. Uh, who was your least favorite character? Um, you know, it's kind of a kind of a parallel sort of thing here. We got, mm. um, I had Ernesto de la Cruz as my least favorite character. Okay. Um, because I don't know, everyone, everyone's family is different, but I too have had relatives that I have known um, that, you know, everyone thought they were great. And you can mm -hmm. kind of, you know, some people in the family can see through and realize that they're mm -hmm. not a great person. Yeah. Uh, I have several people in my family like that <laughs> who are just, everyone's like, oh yeah, they're so great. And it's like, you meet them and they're really not that great as a person. And, you know, I just really, I don't really dig that vibe. So whenever he, you know, kind of showed that he was evil where he's like, oh no, like, well, when it was really when Hector said, no, you didn't write those songs. I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's just like, oh, like, you know, th this is happening. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I and then the way he handled it after he kind of just dis discarded uh, Miguel and was like, nope, see you later. Uh, you know, you're kicked him out of his mansion, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I really I don't I don't like characters like that. I mean, I think it was a good to have that character in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, it kind of hits me on like a family level. <laughs> uh, just I don't Fair. I don't care for people like that. So. Fair. least favorite character shout out to joey's family if you listen <laughs> <laughs> i like most of them except you cousin amy except you um yeah ernesto was there for twists and turns um but yeah he was definitely a jerk for sure uh my least favorite character was the abuela character oh um, that was a close second yeah it, it's kind of confusing because he has like eight grandmothers that are living <laughs> which doesn't make any sense to me and i'll touch on that later but the grandmother that like throws the shoe at him and, and just yells at him and berates him for playing music and won't let him play music um i i really didn't like her character as someone who did grow up playing music and loved it um and just in general i feel like my philosophy is like let your kids you know pursue what they want to pursue you shouldn't force them to do something or force them not to do something right um you should let them find their path and clearly he loves music and he's clearly talented at it so i just didn't like her from that standpoint i felt she was very much a, a buzzkill yeah and i and i also feel like you know i a lot of movies do this where it's like oh the family is very against whatever the main character wants to pursue mm. you know i feel like that that's that's a trend in some movies but yeah i feel like the way they just and you mentioned it the way they just berate him mm. for wanting you know it just seems like such an irrational thing it's like it's music like, I know you may have had a bad experience, but I feel like even if 
a family member was like dating someone who played music and died or something. I feel like that's no reason to hate music. It's no reason to prevent mm -hmm. someone. It's like, it just seems very irrational to me. Yeah, for sure. And especially on her level. So yeah, yeah I agree with that. For sure. All right, that wraps up Colonels. Let's jump into Buckets. Joey, what was your favorite scene from the movie? Uh, my favorite scene, uh, and the scene that I have questions about is um, where Miguel uh, goes in uh, to the, I guess the world of the dead mm. when he crosses over into the world of the dead. Um, I thought it was, it was a good scene. It was kind of, it was interesting. It was neat. And then also mm -hmm. it was, you know, had some funny moments when he was running into people and they were like falling apart. And then they were like, it, yeah. it was very <laughs> odd to me how they were like putting themselves back together. You know, the kind of just the bones that start to like, yeah. it's almost like magnets start to yeah, go towards each other. I like that. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was very interesting, but um, yeah, I like that scene. It's kind of a, it's kind of a big turning point in the movie or one of the mm. big turning points, you know, he, he's crossed over to this other world. Mm. Um, where things are different and this is where he starts to begin his journey to figuring out you know who his real family is um and i just thought i thought it was a nice scene i mean there were some other scenes that i thought were funnier but i think overall this was my favorite overall scene had a lot going on for it i think yeah that was a really fun scene very colorful i mm. love the you know it was very colorful very beautiful to look at um and yeah, it was really cool much different change of pace in the movie like yeah you, you know you're going to a new world basically um, when he goes there and that's a good scene and comedic moments like with Hector at, at TSA mm -hmm. um, yeah so that's a good one uh, my favorite scene was Miguel in the singing contest um, that Hector puts him in to try and win tickets I think yeah was the point of it win I think tickets so. to Ernesto's show that was my favorite scene because uh, we get to see Miguel really for the first time actually get to play mm -hmm. and no one's screaming at him and then Hector comes up and you kind of see their bond and that's kind of when you start to put the pieces together of like maybe these two are related i think that's when you said that yeah um so you kind of start to get the hint that like okay these two are more connected than than we've been led to believe um but yeah i love musical scenes and uh and that one was my favorite yeah it's a good one definitely a good one uh let's talk about some not good ones what was your least favorite scene i really didn't like the scene where uh is it is it a boiler or a Willita, uh the the one that's like really irrational that we uh yeah i mean abuela is spanish for grandmother okay so, so we'll, we'll uh, go he with does that. say abuelita too but okay abuela yeah okay we'll go with abuela i really don't like the scene where she destroys the guitar it doesn't make sense to me mm -hmm. because first of all there again there's the irrational dislike for him to play music for whatever reason which i still think is you know like i said irrational but then again it's also like a family artifact kind of isn't it like yeah it's the guitar oh well no he made that guitar but oh that's right that's he, right My he bad. modeled it after ernesto's yeah, yeah. so well and then even there like they they would know that it's modeled after that so you yeah. know they, and so obviously they know how much this person means to him it's like mm -hmm. no we're just going to destroy it because we're irrational and we want you to work in a shoe shop and we yeah. don't want you playing me it just i did not like that scene i mean it mm -hmm. clearly crushed him um and there, there was just, there was no remorse from Abuela. She just didn't care. She's like, nope, it has to be done. Yeah. And I really didn't like that. It really made me hate her as a character. Um, so yeah, that was, my, that was my least favorite scene. Uh, that was mine as well. Um, yeah, as someone, you know, I, my saxophone that I have mm -hmm. that my mom bought me when I was in like eighth grade, I think. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to mom, because that was a very a very nice black nickel saxophone cannonball 
one of the best on the market. If someone smashed that, I can't even begin to describe you the things I would do to that person. <laughs> like we wouldn't have a pod. I could tell you that much. I would be probably going away for 15 to life. I would say I would murder that person. Um, and, and especially it's even worse. Like, like mine is expensive, but I can't even imagine like the hard work he went through to make that guitar and how right. difficult it would be to make an instrument. I can't even imagine that. And to have your grandmother just smash it to pieces and be like, you're a rational dislike for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't even imagine that. So yeah, that was my least favorite as well. Yeah. And I, I also, I, I just really didn't like the whole vibe of like, Oh, we have to, you have to work in the shoe shop. Like, and it's one of those things, you know, and I, I mentioned it, it's, it's kind of a theme in some movies where it's like, oh, you know, you're going to do the family business. And it's like, mm. well, the family business is sometimes in these movies, it's, it's like not a great family business. Like, <laughs> I get you run a shoe shop, but like, why wouldn't you want, you know, a family member, a younger mm. family member, especially with talent, why wouldn't you want them to go out and pursue that talent? Yeah, it, it just, it was frustrating to me to see them. And even his parents, like his parents were blindly following the orders of abuela mm. and they weren't even like trying to say well no you should do you know you should at least have it as a hobby you know they were they were just like completely brainwashed by her to be the same way which i didn't like yeah it was pretty clear that they weren't doing much parenting with miguel it was pretty much just abuela yeah doing everything um yeah abuela no bueno yeah no bueno but um yeah i think i think this movie though did a really good job of bringing out like emotions like mm. I got angry, you know, there was some sadness. There's some good funny moments. I think it was a really good combination of different things going on. Yeah. So it has that going for it. Yeah, this this was good in the emotions. Um, all right, I think that wraps up our kernels and buckets. Let's jump into the squid game, Joey. Who would win the squid game? So I don't know. I don't know if this counts. I had the flying panther, like the panther griffin thing. Oh, sure. The spirit. Yep, sure. I mean, that thing was mean. Yeah, it was. It was aggressive. It can fly. True. That that was scary. It could it can fly. It can track you by like breathing out of its nose. Yeah. And like see your footprints. Yeah, I think I think that's the winner for for me if that's allowed. I don't know if that's allowed. Yeah, I mean it's a character. Yeah. That's a good that's a good pick. He was recurring. It's not like he was in one scene. True. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's a good pick. Um I went with Mama Coco. Okay. I'm interested to hear why. I'm kidding. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was expecting a bigger reaction. Okay. Well, I, I was going to say, well, I think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to do it, but. No, I went with Hector um, because he's very shifty. Um, you know, he's very good at disguises and he seems like he can, I don't understand how these skeletons can just, like you mentioned earlier, just move their bones apart from them. Yeah, no, that, that makes no sense to me. Like they can just, I feel like they could just like pop their skull off their head and throw it forward and then just like. <laughs> have it scoot back onto him when they're like if they're jumping over a bridge or something um but he seems very uh very in tune with his bones and knows how to move them in a way that <laughs> gets him to his advantage i don't even know how to describe this it's so odd but yeah i i know it'd be good for like a fighting standpoint you know you got yeah it'd be hard to kill him in the in the final squid game yeah he's so shifty yeah he could just like you know they try to like swing in his head you could just like pop it off and yeah yeah, and also, you know, he's, he's very clever, as you said, yeah. shifty, clever. Um, yeah, yeah that's, I think that's a good pick, though. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, against the Panther, who knows? I don't know if he'd beat the Panther, but that's who I went with. Hmm. Uh, not Mama Coco. I, I was about to, I had so many questions I was going to ask if you, you know, I was kind of, part of me was thinking you were going to be like, oh, it's a joke, and part of me was like, let's let's hear let's hear about this I'll, I'll hear you out. I mean, he has some old man vibes, or she has some old man vibes from the Squid Game, you know? <laughs> 
who's going to want to kill Mama Coco? You know, who's going to be the one to take her out? Right. Probably Randall. He's a jerk. Um, All right. That wraps up the squid game. I am so excited for our final squid game to see who we have winning. Uh, Let's jump in to where are we at? Uh, Burn popcorn. Let's just add some hot takes. Uh, Joey, I know you have at least one hot take. You were excited about it. Let's hear it. What is it? I have one. Um, So, Miguel crosses over into this world, right? And this is going to be, like I said, this hot take is going to be no, I feel like not many are going to go with me on this, on this trail. Um, With the way his family is treating him and the way I I think, you know, and and during, during his time in the, uh, in the world of the dead, he kind of, you know, he starts turning into a Mm. skeleton and I know he's, he's a kid. He's got a full life. I would, I feel like in that in that moment where he's in there, and he knows how his family's been treating him outside, I feel like I would stay. I feel like I feel like it's not such a crazy thing for him to stay there. Because think about it: before he goes back, he's he like th- this is how his family's been treating him. We we know this. Like mm. they they smashed his guitar. They don't support him. Mm. They want him to work in the shoe shop. He clearly doesn't want to. Yeah. I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd be like, ah, I'll stay. Might as well. I know he has to help Hector too, though, mm. which is kind of a big thing. So that makes sense for him to go back. But uh, other than that, I, I would just, you know, he could cross back over, do that and then go back. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think it definitely seemed more fun to be in the world of the dead than the world of the living. And, and, and the other thing too, is like, you know, some people would say, Oh, that's selfish. You know, you're going to go there. Cause technically he would, die in real life if he stayed yeah stayed there and they'd be like oh that's selfish of him to do but then the thing is like is his family not being selfish by preventing you know you know what i'm saying like oh for sure i feel like a lot of things kind of cancel each other out on this and i don't know i feel like that's just the route i would go you know i would go back to make sure hector was remembered and do what he did with uh uh mama coco where he Mm. sang but then i'd go back yeah, that scene with Mama Coco, that was sad. Yeah. That was sad. Um, no, I agree with you. I mean, that family is horrible to him and and very selfish with him. So, yeah, I if I were him, I would probably leave them too. Um, the, the only downside is I feel like just staying is that if you go so young, you're going to – I forget what the word they used. You're going to miss out on life. You're going to – well, true, but you're going to pass on. I forget what the term is, but mm-hmm. like in the world of the dead, you would pass on because there'd be just fewer generations that would remember you mm-hmm. because you're dying so young. But if you had the other 80 years or whatever, how long he would live, mm-hmm. he'd have that many more people, like three or four more generations to remember him. So he'd live that's, longer. That's a good point. Um, but I don't agree, disagree with your premise that it was much better for him. And I probably would have stayed as well. Um yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad at least you're able to kind of see the point of view. Um, and I think too for the my my thinking on on that where he you know he wouldn't last as long in the other world because mm-hmm. of not being remembered. I kind of think it would be more like his family would be devastated after he was gone, um, and then they would put his picture up and stuff, and then it'd be like, you know, oh, you never get to meet this family member because he passed away so young. I mean, and I, I think I think yeah. you're right where it'd be more of like if he stayed and played his music, he'd be remembered longer. 
but that's that was like my thinking in that in the moment was like oh yeah he'd still be remembered for a while i mean yeah he'd have a long life but i mean it wouldn't be as long as it could be no i mean think about your great grandparents yeah do you do you know anything about them i do or do you ever think about them really not really i i mean like i remember them on my on my dad's side more notably Mm. um because my great-grandfather was like a really good chef i think it's just kind of cool Mm. but i don't i don't think about him on a daily basis um yeah you know so yeah yeah i mean obviously my dad's side whatever um shout out dad if you're listening um but my mom's side like my grandfather was dead long before i was even born Mm -hmm. and my grandmother died when i was nine ten i mean i mean i would remember her but i mean yeah so i don't know it's good that's a good hot take though i like that i'm jealous of that um i had two my first one was this family i don't they should hate bells not music yeah like well i guess that doesn't work because ernesto wasn't actually related to them yeah never mind they hate music because of ernesto but if ernesto was related to them they should hate bells not music yeah i agree the bell killed him but i guess that doesn't really work because ernesto wasn't related to them i wrote that hot take before the reveal Mm. um but my other hot take was these death rules make no sense to me because they clearly remember hector like everyone in the family knows hector and remembers hector and i i don't know i feel like i know the picture thing like they didn't put up his picture although they did his picture was there just not his face yeah so the lines are blurred for me on that yeah i was about to i was about to add that yeah yeah of like why why does he not count because his body's up there the picture's just torn but they also just seem to make a big point of like no one's gonna remember me so i'm gonna pass on regardless of pictures or not and i just feel like that's not true they all clearly remember hector Mm. because they all are so against music and everything so they clearly know hector because of that yeah so i don't know these rules are kind of whack yeah i i I kind of thought about that a little bit too um glad that you mentioned it yeah um but yeah not my best work for hot takes here's what's good um all right let's wrap up burnt popcorn and head to do you want butter on that the segment where we ask questions we should probably know the answer to but we're going to ask him anyway. I remembered to introduce it this time. I didn't <laughs> last week. Uh, Joey, what's your first question from this film? Um, so my first question was something we kind of already covered. Uh, why Why is his family so irrational about this, mm. about this fear? I mean, I, it's we're not going to get the answer, really, because we know the story. We know what happened, and we know how they're behaving. But, you know, there's no way of knowing how. So I kind of crossed that one out mentally. Mm. Um, and the other one was... So when he when he crosses over into this world, I feel like I feel like others would just be able to do that, right? Because there's nothing. I feel like he didn't do anything. You know, he's good at music and he's got yeah. talent, but like he didn't have any sort of special bond mm-hmm. to that world. You know what I'm saying? So could anyone just walk in there and do that? You know, obviously people wouldn't know about it, but I feel like it wouldn't just happen with him the way it kind of played out. I feel like it could be something that would happen could happen to anyone yeah i'm not really sure how because he's because he's he strummed the guitar and that's yeah. what did it but yeah i don't know why that sent him there i'm not really sure is it just like if you you mess you, with something from of, your family then of a dead person like yeah it seems like i mean 
it seems like he there were no clear qualifications to go yeah and nothing was explained it's just kind of like oh so like if you have a relative that just has like some sort of artifact that was important to them and mm -hmm. you do use that or do whatever it is with that thing then they can just and you can just go yeah um i'm not sure but uh, yeah i guess i i guess anyone could interesting if they if so that's interesting to me if they did something i don't know i feel like there'd be at least two or three other people over there that were human but yeah yeah it didn't seem like it wasn't like monsters inc where a human got loose and everyone was freaking out because it's like the first time this has happened yeah it's they seemed a little more calm and just like oh the human's take... loose we gotta get the human like yeah it seemed like it happened before yeah it could have yeah um so yeah that is interesting um my first question was you're telling me that they could make like video footage of when mama coco was young <laughs> like this does first of all this doesn't make any sense to me like i just laid out my family history my grandmother died when i was in single digit age this dude has his great great grandmother still alive first that doesn't make any sense to me that's like how many generations is that great grandmother great grandmother grandmother mother that's five generations alive at once she's got to be over 100 There's oh no way. it has to be yeah i mean so and that in itself is mind-boggling to me but the fact that they can make videos like a hundred years ago yeah from when this movie was made that's like early 1900s i mean i don't know when movies were made but these were like i mean they were like making movies yeah of ernesto that that doesn't make and i don't think that tracks yeah i agree i just she's so old and she looks it <laughs> you know some people like look younger than they are yeah not the case here she does not yeah <laughs> she looks like the inside of an old leather shoe like she is you could tell me she was 85 you could tell me she was 200 and i i wouldn't know oh yeah you could tell me she's just like a spirit that lives forever and i'd be like well that makes sense she looks 800 years old you could tell me she's just a decoration in the corner of the room and i wouldn't she did she doesn't move she only moved really mm. whenever he started singing to her <laughs> yeah she was uh you know like you know like those uh like some i think hawaii does a lot of them but it's like it was like carvings or like life-size carvings of like different spirits and stuff. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. You, if you told me that was the case, I think I would have bought it. Yeah, she yeah she was not she she's not taking any Zumba classes anytime soon. She's <laughs> she's staying put. Um, but yeah, so that didn't make any sense to me. The video stuff. Um, did you have any other questions? I did not. Okay, I've uh, I well I have two more, but one we kind of already touched on. But um, I don't. Does Miguel understand the gravity? of the situation that he's in. It seems like he doesn't really understand that he's going to die throughout this whole movie. Now, maybe he wants to stay, I don't know. Maybe he's starting to think more like us and like, maybe this is better. Mm. But if he's not thinking that, he is moving very slowly and taking a lot of detours on this trip. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that several <laughs> as times. As his arm is just fading into nothing. And he's just like, oh, we can do this and I can help you with this. And I was just like, Miguel, you gotta go. You do not understand the gravity of the situation yeah um, yeah it's a yeah and then <laughs> and my final question was would you rather be where would you rather be land of the living or land of the dead i think we already kind of touched on that hmm. um i think generally land of the living for me but in that situation i might choose land of the dead uh all right that wraps up do you want butter on that let's move into trivia joey how do you think you're gonna do in um, trivia 
I don't know. I think where this is the first time watching it, I don't have a lot of, you know, super fond memories from one from one viewing. I think I'm going to do poorly because of that. All right. Well, I gave you one that should be a layup. Okay. But we'll save that for last. We'll, we'll see. All right. Question numero uno. Uh, how did Hector die in real life? Really, he was poisoned. Mm. Yes, food poisoning. That is correct. Poisoned uh, his tequila. Yes. Tequila also. Ugh. That's just... That's... I don't know. Tequila is a fun drink. Just, it's, it just... It hurts going down and it doesn't feel good after to me. It's just... That's just the pain drink. Uh, peppermint schnapps. That's where you, know, you want to have a good time. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I don't mind it. Uh, all right. Question numero dos. What instrument does Miguel hide in to get into the big party? Because uh, he goes in, he's like, oh, I won the contest and security doesn't let him in. So then he meets up with the, like, the mariachi looking band mm -hmm. and they sneak him in and he was in an instrument. What instrument was he in? I want to say it was some kind of a horn. I want to say it was like a tuba. Damn, that's correct. Tuba, yep. He was in a tuba. The biggest horn of them all. Tuba. <laughs> Tuba players are an interesting breed, you know. In band, like band as a whole, you know, we who are in band, you know, we're we're off the beaten path sometimes. But tuba players in particular, like, why would you sign up for that? That big ass instrument that you have to just carry around. So, so you're telling me there's like niches of like, so you have like the music bunch already, which oh yeah, get interesting looks sometimes. <laughs> and then you tell me there's like a like other niches within the oh for sure, Joey. Oh, it's a whole ecosystem. You know, the saxophones, me, the cool kids, you know, we're the jazzy bunch, you know, we, we, we can, we put a little spice, you know, in the, in the, in the drink. Then the tuba players are just whack, <laughs> just like in their own world. The flutes, I remember we, there was this one girl, Maddie, and I used to pick on her all the time, playfully. Maybe she didn't think it was, I thought it was. I just like didn't respect flutes <laughs> and always just told her how much I didn't respect the flute. It's a very hard instrument. Um, the drummers are the arrogant ones. They're either very arrogant or they're like very edgy. That makes you know? sense to me. Um, the bass players and guitar, you know, very laid back the bass. They're just like, do, 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 do. You know, they're just plugging along one note at a time. The, the trumpets, little hoity-toity, you know, they're a little, we think you're better. You know, they think they're better than us, you know? um yeah big ecosystem in the band community. interesting Inter interesting and so it's kind of like kind of like track you know you have your yeah different event groups and they all bring their own sort of folk yeah the sprinters a little more you know a little more arrogant typically throwers are pretty laid back usually they just want some food yeah and uh yeah and the pole vaulters are crazy yeah so they're the tubas of the track world so all right two for two joey can you get this last one i hope so this is the layup okay oh god what day are they celebrating en espanol por favor oh oh dear que pasa como estas joey estoy bien y tu you're, you're speaking me gusta la leche that means i like milk oh i wouldn't have known um Gusto la leche de I'm, well, I'm thinking of like the celebration. That's the question. Yep. Well, the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the park, the, the, at the park, they have like the music festival thing, but that's, 
I only know one. No, not the music. I'm talking about like in the real world. Oh. It's a holiday. What day are they celebrating? I'm going to, I only know one. Is it Cinco de Mayo? Oh, no, it is. Oh, no. It's Dia de los Muertos, Joey. I don't know what that is. It's the Day of the Dead. Oh. Dia is day, and then day is of, and los is the, and muertos is dead. Okay. Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. Well, two for three. Yeah, good enough. Not bad, not bad. Um, what do we got? Oh, we have the Corny Awards. I didn't forget this week. Good, good. I got it. Our riff on the Dundee Awards. Who gets your first Corny Award, Joey? Um, I gave another loyal companion award to Dante. Uh, my, uh, I guess, semi-annual pick of a character that is a loyal companion, because I feel like I've used that uh, award a few times. But, um, you know, he's, he's a good dog in real life. He helps Miguel. He kind of keeps him sane and then with his crazy family. And then, you know, when he crosses over to the next world, he also crosses over and he becomes, and I think I kind of liked how in guiding him, because I guess it's like kind of taken that he guided, Dante guided him over there because then he gets his yeah. wings and he gets his crazy colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, loyal companion award. I definitely loved how, his tongue like hung out of his mouth because I had a friend who had a dog like that <laughs> and I love yeah. that dog. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I gave him the good boy award. So good we're boy. on the same page. Yeah. Um, yeah. He crosses over with him, which that's one thing I didn't understand is when Don uh, Miguel like paints his face to look like a skeleton, which first of all, what? Yeah. Like, how is that fooling anybody? But second of all, no one is noticing the dog <laughs> that is with him. That should be a dead giveaway. Um, but I was very scared for this dog. There were a couple moments where I, was, I didn't know if the dog was going to make it, and I was about to be very out on this movie if Dante <laughs> had died. But he didn't. Earned his wings, and there we are. Yeah. yeah. Who gets your second award? I give my second award to Abuela, worst okay. family member ever. Mm, true. I. True. We we talked about it. Irrational disregard for uh, the wishes of her family has brain seem seemingly brainwashed the entire family into just hating music yeah um and just will do anything to get her way and i don't care for that she destroyed her grandson's guitar so yeah yeah not a fan yeah pardon my spanish if you will but she is not a nice lady <laughs> forgive my harsh words but <laughs> she yeah she as our friend john Mulaney would say she is a blank and I do not like her. Yeah. <laughs> um, good, one. good one. Yeah. I gave the American Idol Award to Miguel because okay. I thought he was the best singer in the movie of all, like Ernesto, Hector. Yeah. All of them, I thought Miguel was the best. Very mellow voice, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I gave Miguel an award as well. Oh. Or, uh, or Hector. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, what would you give Hector? I gave Hector um, the Best Character Development Award. Mm, I could just you know we talked about it I really liked also did you say Miguel for your yes okay for some reason I thought you said Hector that's why I did that and now I sound really <laughs> stupid for saying that oh no Joey you sounded stupid long before that so you're good. yeah okay <laughs> okay I see how it is um so yeah anyway I, yeah I had Hector for my third award mm. uh, for best character development I think just you know like I said at the beginning we kind of see him as like maybe he's just a shyster who you know <laughs> was someone I like I said I thought he was someone that was like maybe not a good person in real life family doesn't remember him that's why he can't get across and he's trying to get across anyway but we find out we soon find out he is anything but that mm -hmm. um 
so I, yeah, I really enjoyed his, his development throughout the movie. Um, and yeah, like he's my, he's my favorite character of the movie. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. He definitely had great character development. Um, definitely the most fleshed out of all of them. And my final award I gave to Mama Coco. I gave her the sedentary award. She just doesn't move. She, she ain't moving. I don't know if she's capable of movement. Saving her energy. I don't, yeah. Um, yeah. But she, you know, she's just, she's like the rock of the family. You know, she literally, she just sits there and she's there. And the family, like, I, you know, I can't imagine what it was like when she died. I can't imagine that. Even though they'd kind of repaired things with Miguel, I still feel like that would be a dark moment in that family mm. when she died. Oh, absolutely. Um, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's just uh, there's an episode of a show that we watched. I can't remember if it's Modern Family or The Office. But when there's like a character who's really old and family members come in. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Grey's Anatomy. I know you don't watch Grey's Anatomy. But there's this woman who's really old mm-hmm. who, who they bring in for like a heart attack. And these three family members come in to like they, the doctors think they're going to like say their goodbyes. And it's going to be emotional. And they're just, and the family members are like, can we hurry this up? And like, we got things to do. And the doctors are like, whoa, what is happening? They're like, don't you want to like say your respects and say goodbye? And they're like, this is the seventh time in the last two months that she's done this. We're ready. Just let her go. Don't save her. Yikes. We're tired of this. So maybe it was like that. Maybe they're just like, you know, we're sick of this. Just let her go. We can't keep doing this every two weeks. I don't know. That'd be draining on a person like yeah, you know, I feel like I feel like I might be in that same boat, you know, if someone keeps like almost dying, it's just like, you die or yeah. don't, like stop. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah, I, that'd be frustrating, because it's like, it's, it's like towing with your emotions, it's like draining on you, it's like, just, just, just go. Yeah. Just go. Like, I hate to sound that way, but like, seriously. Yeah, yeah, so, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, we were talking, <laughs> we were finishing up corny awards. Mama Coco, sedentary award, that's right. Oh, I forget something. As I near the end of my life in my old age, I forget what we're talking about sometimes. Um, but that was a beautiful moment when he sang to, to Mama Coco and she started to remember her, her dad. Yeah. That was a beautiful moment. Yeah, it was a good moment. Although, I don't know how she could, I mean, at that age, how do you remember anything? Even what your name is at that <laughs> point. Like, I mean, I feel like she would forget to blink like she's that oh, old. Oh, for know? sure. <laughs> um, all right, I think that just leaves our Pixar rank. Joey, where does Coco rank for you in the Pixar hierarchy? So I'll go, I'll just, like we always do, I'll go through my list and then I will give a slight explanation. So in the bottom, we have Cars 2. Yep. Then we have A Good Dinosaur, A Bug's Life, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, Up, Cars 3, Toy Story 3, Inside Out, and then Coco is right underneath Toy Story 2. Okay. So, and I, I, I didn't count which, what, like what the actual uh, number is. I believe that's 10 for you. Yeah, it should be 10. 10. Um, and, I, and I chose that spot because I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's, I think it's a great movie. Um, a good change, you know, a good mixture of emotions. Get some anger, get some happiness, get some funny moments. And then we get some sadness in there too. You know, a lot of good emotions. Um, and I, you know, I think just it kind of, if it falls halfway down the list for me, because there's a lot, it's either, in my opinion, it's either a lot better than certain movies or it's all, mm. you know, not where it needs to be against others. So like, yeah. I don't know, just, I, I kind of, I'm explaining this poorly, but 
you know, like the, the heavy hitters, like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, like Monsters Inc., Ratatouille, Incredibles. I just can't put it in sure. that category Yeah. Um, after seeing it once. So it could, if I saw it again in like a couple weeks or something, maybe, yeah. you know, I'd start noticing some more things. It could go up. Yeah. Um, I clearly think it's better than Inside Out, Toy Story 3, Cars 3, up, you know, some of the stuff towards our bottom. I clearly, mm. it is better, um, I think, overall as a movie. But Toy Story 2 is kind of the line I'm like, well, you mm. know, that's a great movie. Yeah. And it's just a staple. Sure. And I, I just, I can't, after seeing it once, I can't justify just blatantly like moving it up super, super high. Mm. Um, that's fair. So I think, you know, like I said, it, it would change, I think, if I watched it again in a couple of weeks, maybe a month. But mm. for now, it's going to, it'll stay at number 10, I believe. That's fair. I'm right in the middle. <clears throat> um, yeah that's similar to where i have it um i have uh cars 2 at 19 the good dinosaur at 18 a bug's life at 17 finding nemo at 16 up at 15 cars 3 at 14 finding dory 13 wally 12 i did finally make the switch this week i flipped brave and ratatouille i had brave ahead of it this whole time and i've been questioning it every single week and this week i finally decided that i i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put ratatouille ahead of it so i'm brave at 11 ratatouille 10 Toy Story 3, 9, Monsters, Inc. at 8, and Coco at number 7. Okay. So Coco, for me, split up the Monsters movies because I have Monsters U at 6. But yep. I put Coco at 7. I thought this movie was really great. Like I said, if I was of Hispanic heritage, I think it would be number 1. I think it has that much of an impact in that community. But it's about music, which I love, and I thought the story was great, a lot of heart. Um, Mama Coco was great. Um, so... I didn't quite like it as much as Monsters University, but I liked it a little more than Monsters, Inc. Um, so it splits those movies. And then my top five, Inside Out at five, Cars at four, Toy Story at three, The Incredibles at two, and Toy Story 2, numero uno. Um, okay. But we have, I believe we have five movies left before our rankings are complete. Um, so that leads us into the tease for next week. I hope it will be Incredible 2, much like this one. Hmm. it's pretty on the nose okay. tease yes <laughs> but uh <clears throat> clever yeah uh, it took me a long time <laughs> did uh, it i really worked hard on it um all right so that wraps up this pod joey did you catch the super bowl last weekend i did what'd you think you know i would be more disappointed but okay so there were there were some call there was a lot of flags being thrown at the end but I can't. There was one big one that was not thrown. <laughs> and I, I think I think we're talking about the same one now. Yeah. I think with what happened at that play that I think you're talking about, I think, you know, it's like I think the refs were like, well, we gotta, we can't, we let that slide. We have to do something. You mean when T Higgins nearly decapitated Jalen Ramsey and they're yeah. just like, play on. That might be the one. <laughs> that was so. That was so egregious. Like I just laughed. I wasn't even upset. Oh I no, was I was. Like, I, this me, is... every one of the that I was hanging out with was hysterical. Yeah. Like I was rooting for the Rams big time. And even I just laughed. I was like, that is just comical. But that like, how is that not called? Everyone, everyone at the place I was watching it wanted the Bengals to win, except for the guy hosting it who only was uh, going for the Rams. Cause he had a Rams Jersey. It's the only reason. Okay. And it wasn't even, it was a St. Louis Rams Jersey. No, oh. but he, he was the only one. Um, huh. And everyone, we were all laughing hysterically when that happened. He, he, how are, I thought he was going to break his neck. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, that was dangerous. He spun his neck so far. But but my theory is the refs just felt so bad for not 
I mean, there's no way they did. They didn't feel somewhat bad for not calling that. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, obviously it should have been called, but in the moment it's like, wow, the Bengals in that moment is like the Bengals might run away. They might run away with this. And it looks bleak and you know, refs get a lot of shit a lot of the time. Well, cause, cause there was that and, play. Yeah. There was that play. And then they threw, then the Rams threw a pick. It's like, oh my gosh, this, was, is, ha- this is happening. Yeah, this is was, happening. That was dark. That was I, I thought about messaging you and just saying like, oh, like, what's going on over there? And I was in a dark place at that moment. Um, but you know, yeah, you know, refs get a lot of shit. And so a lot of time I feel bad for them. I'm like, you know, they don't deserve this. They're they, doing their best. And, just, then, and then that happens. I'm like, well, maybe think, you deserve this. I think, I, think if they, I think if the Bengals won the game off of, you know, a close enough score where it would have been determined by that, I think I would have. I think those refs should have been sat down and, and let go. They should have been escorted out of the building if they lost in Los Angeles. That probably would have been dangerous. Yeah, yeah, would have. But, uh, but yeah, so I felt bad for Odell Beckham. I love him. Mm-hmm. I felt very bad he went. He got injured. But I was very glad the Rams won. Shout out to my uh, friend Shannon. She loves the Rams. Glad she finally gets to experience a Super Bowl win. Um, I was very happy. And the bet, you know, we talked about bets. Cashed out. Rams minus four. Mm. Oh no! Sorry, no, no, it did not. Sorry, I I bet on Bengals plus four, which worked because they lost by three, so it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, Gatorade bath was not uh, either one of our colors. I believe it was blue. It was blue. Yep. Did I say blue? Did you? I think so. I thought you said yellow. Oh, I did. I did. I was down to those two. I said it's either going to be blue or yellow. Yeah. And I think I chose yellow. Yeah. And I, I I chose red because I said it's never the color of the team that wins, and yeah. then it was the color of the team that won. Yeah, uh, um, and then the uh, national anthem was over over a minute and forty was it forty two seconds that they yeah. had. Yeah, it was over that because I timed it very closely. Okay. Yeah. The uh, final the final like verse, she just wouldn't finish it. She just kept going, and it's like, oh no. Yeah. Because I said under. I did as well. Because all of our practice runs were at like 90 seconds. Yeah, I had good intel that she was clocking in fast. It's probably one of those things where she did it at that and then she like added some flair at the end. So like, that's what, a thing. Like, what's your take on the national anthem? Like, I don't know. I just don't know why people have to. I just don't, you know, like at youth sporting events and like stuff that we went to, it was always quick. It always seemed fairly quick. But I feel like on the yeah. pro professional stage, they always do some drag, you know, they drag it out and they sing all the, it's like, no, no, just, just sing it. Just, just get it over with, you know? Well, well we had recorded like things. Yeah. Not live Promote, performers. Well, sometimes we had, there'd be like someone from the local choir or something yeah. do it, but yeah. it was always quicker. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm at the point in my life at the end of my life. Oh, why do we do it? Like, I don't really like, I, look, I'm all about you know, support the troops. Like they're great. But, like, why do we need to do this when we have a sporting event? What is the connection to this? We don't do it in, like, music competitions that I went to growing up mm-hmm. my entire life. We never once sang the national anthem. I, I, can, I can see it for, like, bigger stuff, like, like the Super Bowl, but I also can't see it, like, for, like, one of our, like, cr- like cross-country races with these, like, three teams there and yeah. stuff like that. We, and we always did it. Yeah, I just – who is this for? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, okay, I know who it's for. But, like, I don't know. I just – I'm kind of out on it. Like, I don't think we need to do it every time. Big events, sure. But, like, other than that, I don't think we need to do it. And I think the performers need to just chill with it. Yeah. This is, the, you know, this is not your 16th chapel. You know, you know, who painted the 16th chapel? I should know this. Who painted it? Van Gogh? I don't know. Yeah, we'll say it's Van Gogh. 
Anyhow. Not cultured. <laughs> it's, you know, I just, I don't know. The whole thing. Hot take. And then coin toss. What did we both say? I think we both said the same thing. I said heads. I think it was tails. And it was tails. <laughs> yeah, we both said heads and it was tails. So the gambling front wasn't great except for I had Bengals plus four. Yeah. So that worked. I had a, I had a friend, uh, <laughs> one of my other friends at the one I was, the party I was watching at said uh, that his friend had like a lot of money riding on, he had a parlay going mm. with the different things. Sure. And he got the, got the first thing, which was the coin toss. He got it wrong. That's the danger with parlays, man. I think we were talking about that last week. He, like, he lost an absurd amount of money though. If you put, well, first of all, I didn't actually bet on the coin toss. I feel like if you bet on the coin toss, you have an issue. Yeah. You should keep the, the hotline in the phone. Yeah. But just that's the danger with picking such random events to be the first leg of a parlay. If it doesn't hit, the game is ruined for you. Right. Like, like backload it to the end. So that at least you can enjoy the game until then. And that's like, ah, I missed. But if, you know, I feel like he was probably in a bad mood the whole game because he was already – you well, already lost a lot of money. Well, like I said, yeah, it was it was a friend of the friend that was there, and he said the guy was like molding the rest of the game. He was like very upset. But yeah, he got the coin toss wrong. He had, like I said, an absurd amount of money. You're talking four digits. Talking twenty five hundred dollars. That's four digits. Wow. Okay. I, I I've never bet that much. This this guy I've met this guy before. He has a problem. He has a serious problem. Yeah. Damn. Um, that's to miss what, it on yeah. the coin toss. That's why I don't put Thursday night games in a parlay because then I'm just mad the rest of the week, the last three days of the weekend. I'm yeah. just pissed. But at least if I save it till Sunday, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I can enjoy a little bit. Um, I uh, I did put a lot of money on the Lakers in the finals, in the bubble finals. Mm-hmm. It was very sad. I didn't cash out much. <laughs> Every game was close. It shouldn't have been. Anywho, listeners are like, these. this guy has a problem. <laughs> I do. I can stop whenever I want. I just don't want to stop. Um, You're not a quitter. <laughs> I see things through to the bitter end. Um, and also, the site I use has my old debit card on it, mm-hmm. and I can't, it won't let me change cards. So I just have that money that I can't withdraw, and I, <laughs> and I can't put more on. So I'm just kind of like cycling through that money over and over again. And they keep giving me money. Like the site gives you like $5 every week or something. Hmm. So you just keep coming back. So I'm just kind of stuck in a loop of like, well, I can't cash this money out and I can't put more in. So I just, I might as well just bet it. Huh. And then I just, you know. That's interesting. So, yeah. I wish I could do something with it. But, oh, well. Listeners are like, this is a movie podcast. Why are you talking about gambling? Well, it's important. Yeah, these are the things that really matter. Coco and, and you know, you know, Mama Coco put some money down on those ponies. You know that. Oh, probably. She went to the racetrack every other day guarantee it um anywho i think that wraps up our show um so for joey i'm adam thanks for listening this is movies and popcorn and make sure to have some popcorn